Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Oh, not much. I was just like, my mouse wasn't clicking or my trackpad wasn't clicking there for a second, so I was like, what the hell? Did you try, <laughs> did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? No, it's like built into the front of my laptop. Right, but so. did you try it? Did you try unplugging it and plugging it back in? Oh, of course, yeah. That'll be $15. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Better Call Saul podcast brought to you by the Baltic Effect. My name is Trent. Joined today with Nick. Hello, I'm a podcast consultant. It's <laughs> a person that consults on podcasts. It'll look better on your uh, your previous history em- employment, better than the <laughs> JFK parking attendant. Sadie is on assignment this week, um, so I'm sure we'll do a quiz that I'm doubly bad at next week for the big finale. And also, we're, next week we're going to be a day late. I think we might have mentioned at the end of the last podcast, but uh, we'll record on Thursday night. I usually upload the same night. That's actually better for me on Thursday because I don't have to be uh, at my job the next morning. Like, I come into work, and I'm, like, all tired, and everyone's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, did you go out last night? I'm like, no. I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, next time I'm going to tell them I started a fight club. But uh, anyway, so before we get into this episode, which we got to get into this episode. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, man, we got to unpack this thing. But what do you want to do anything with um, predictions right now? Uh, yeah, just a little. I'll do a uh, roundup just quickly. I know um, I've got one that's slowly coming to not happen, but I, I want to ask the uh, the uh, the prediction gods that is Nick, um, all of the gods that you are, I want to mm-hmm. ask that we hold my one about Mike uh, open just a little bit longer about him being the reason that uh, Hector is in a wheelchair. Just oh, there, there's no resolution there yet. I know, I know. Uh, I know so. it's looking more like it's not going to be that way. I just want to ask for a little longer just in case there's some weird, you know, you know, uh, uh, Villigan, esque style, you know, left turn or something. Oh yeah, I completely buy into that. I I think next week we're gonna have a a, a rather large prediction roundup because there's certain predictions that were made about what will happen before season four or oh, yeah. by the end of the season stuff like that. Right. So so we'll have a few more uh, predictions to go through next week. But um, just to summarize, you are no longer uh, alone in last place, Trent. So that's good news. Yay! Uh, <laughs> who's who's down here so, with me? Uh, Lily. Lily, we're both terrible at this game, <laughs> but we love but gambling. She actually, she actually may have a, a prediction she made way back come uh-huh. true very soon, and it would be actually a pretty brilliant prediction if it does come true. Okay. Um, she predicted, like, back in season one, maybe, that um, the Sandpiper money will show up just when Jimmy ne- really needs it. Oh, interesting. It looks like we're coming to that. That's Yeah, and ooh. she's like so close to have that coming true right I now. I actually think it's going to be the opposite, but not enough to bet against you, Lily. <laughs> yeah. So to go over the, the standings as of 
uh, right now that is going into this episode, so not counting any predictions people might have sent in for later tonight. Um, the scores are Adrienne minus one, Brian Duffy zero, Bricktails minus one, Eva minus one, Henry Brown zero, Jeff zero, Lana minus one, Lily minus three, me one, Sadie minus two, Shane one, and Trent minus three. The fucking so. course you and Shane are at one in the lead. You, you two, inventor of the game in the future seeing fuck, Jesus. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, I, I'm also gonna try, uh, and I think I promised this last year and then dropped the ball, but, um, I'm gonna try after we record next week, I'm gonna try and put this up online somewhere where everyone can see it. That'd be uh, cool if you make some kind of chart. I don't know how that interfaces with your site or whatever. I think I could put it on Google Documents and then link to it. Okay, so okay, okay. If you do there. that, definitely make sure, um, Put it on the uh, Baltic Effect uh, Facebook as well, because that's... Oh, I will, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right on, man. Well, heck yeah. And, uh, I don't know about... Uh, so we don't have any proven, disproven, or judgment calls to make this week, mm-hmm. although you can still uh, make new predictions. Do you have any new predictions? God, no. <laughs> okay. I'm taking a fucking beating, bro. I know, I know, I you, have... can't, you can't win what you don't put down. But I'm not, I'm not there yet. And like you and I have both been talking, we're both kind of out of it this week. I don't have, I can't think fourth dimensionally right now. I'm barely thinking third dimensionally. I do have one oh, myself, oh, but I'm shit. not, I'm not sure I want to make it right now. Well, can we, or if, can we talk oh, it? Can we talk about it? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm, I might, like, I, I definitely want to talk about it. I just, I don't know if I want to put my, uh, pen to paper and say this is an official prediction until maybe we're done discussing the episode a bit more. Put but your, put your ink where your mouth is, that, as it were. But yeah, but basically what I'm thinking is I think uh, Bricktails made a pre- prediction several episodes back that based on the titles of the final three episodes, oh yeah, he th- that he thinks there's going to be a fire before the end of the season associated with the lantern and he's referring to chuck's lantern and i thought that was an awesome prediction i still do um but i yesterday when i rewatched the show i saw something that made me think that the prediction i might want to make is that the lantern that is uh, the uh, how do you pronounce that eponymous eponymous that's in the title yeah uh, I know of we'll, that word in in theory. Yeah. I've only read it. I don't. I don't. I've never said it. <laughs> yeah, that's a word you read. You don't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the 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 lantern referred to in the title and will be of import in the episode may not be Chuck's. And the reason I think that oh, I is because going. I see where you're going. Yeah. Be- during the meeting with Gus and Hector, there was a lantern on the table. Uh-huh. And the, if we know anything about this show is that the writers love misdirection. So I'm starting to think that maybe the lantern that we're going to be concerned about next week is not going to be one in Chuck's house. And especially because oh, Chuck's that's not getting better. Going. Oh. oh, where did you, where did you I think I was going? I thought that you were going to go with uh, maybe there's a little foul play afoot with HHM. And causing, maybe they use a lantern to cause a fire, not necessarily to kill him, but to make it look like he's not mentally stable enough. You're not uh, that far off of what some other people have been saying on the internet. Yeah, I mean, couldn't you see that being a thing? I mean, that's something we didn't really see coming until later. 
Um, it's that would be completely out of the blue because well, there would that's be what no they fucking do, man. Like that happens yeah. all the fucking time. Where like something happens. Like, did you expect? We'll get into it more later. But did you expect what happened to Kim to happen to Kim? Did you see that coming? No, in no, any no, no. Fucking capacity? completely shocked. And and after it happened, mm-hmm. I was like. Oh man, the scene when she took the cat nap in the car a few weeks back. Uh-huh. That jump cut they made where she like wakes up. It's the same the same cut almost. Like yeah, pretty but it's much, like, yeah. It's like means so much more now. It's yeah. like but it's like no, did not see it coming even when uh, I mean, I I heard one of the Baddocks on the Baddocks group say that as soon as she saw the car run towards the oil rig earlier in the episode, she thought that was foreshadowing of something coming later. So, yeah, we'll, so at least we'll at least one little, person we'll, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say at least one person thought about it before the end. But me, no. When it happened, I was like yeah. bruised my chin. Bruised my chin on the floor when my mouth dropped open. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like it's one of these things where like you really got to think of what's plausible yet you don't see coming and it it, i just um yeah like to discuss that though like i don't know if howard has that in him like to do something that shady well we also have never met his father we don't know dick about him and also you know here's the thing so i I mean before we get into this were there anything other predictions because i I think we should jump right into the howards no so that's that's the that's the prediction i'm considering making is that the lantern that's going to be of import next episode will not will not be chuck well we'll, let's Uh, let's 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 definitely keep in the back of our heads and we'll revisit that because i'm i think i know what i want to suggest for you but uh but anyway, yeah. no, let's jump into the, the, if it's okay, let's jump into the Howard yeah, stuff yeah. real quick, you know, Chuck and Howard. So first off, uh, love the scene when he's, you know, talking to the insurance people, cause number one, fuck insurance people. Yeah. Um, sorry, you guys are, I, I, sorry, you guys are fucking making, I don't, I, I'm it's so It's a tough call, cause you've got lawyers on one side of the table, and you got <laughs> people on the other side of the table. Well, I'm not forced <laughs> by law to have a lawyer every day. So I'm gonna say fuck insurance companies. It's a goddamn racket. Fuck you all. Like, like, no, fuck you all. Seriously, I, I, I can think of reasons where you've been helpful, but like to think of all the times that you've just fucking shat on people. Go fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so as a, as an industry as a whole, people that that sell insurance and stuff, you guys are hard fucking workers. It's very very hard. But the ones that are like making like holding the policies and the ones that are making the decisions. And yeah. then the ones like in I mean, governing bodies making them required, fuck you. Um, yeah. but. I mean, geez, asking them to like pay double the rate for everybody in their company yeah. because of Chuck, like that's. And if Sadie was crazy. here, you know, she's talked about her story with the dog and her house and they fucking doubled yeah, her yeah. goddamn insurance or they were going to drop her. So yeah, go fuck yourselves. But I loved it when Chuck told them, but they said, you know, if, uh, if you're telling us that you're going to take legal actions, this meeting's over. He goes, this meeting's over. That was fucking <laughs> baller. That was so badass. Fucking a Chuck. I, this is the only episode where I have not felt like saying "fuck you, Chuck." <laughs> is that not weird? No, and it's so funny because, like, yeah, I mean, when we talk about some of the other stuff too, it's like this. This uh, episode made me feel things. I had the weird feels on this one. Like, I literally I said before I came down here, I was, <laughs> Nate was Nate was watching the episode. He's been kind of busy this week, so he's just now watching it. Uh, and uh, he was as I was walking past him. 
uh, I, I said, oh man, you're in for a ride. I was like, I felt all the feels is what I fucking said, man. Like, this episode <laughs> did it. But, um, mm-hmm. but no, the, I, I, I love, I love the actor that plays Howard so much. Like, he, he, that guy is such a good actor. He's, he mm-hmm. kills me because he can be super badass, a super jerk. He can be kind of endearing. He can be a weenie. He can be tough. Like, like, I think in such a small character, He's really shown a range, you know, and he's and he's impossibly good looking. Like fuck that guy, right? Like yeah. he's talented and good looking. Well, I, I hate that guy. Last week's, tri- <laughs> last week's podcast or the week before, I can't remember which one. That he's like a triathlete. Oh fuck and him! Of like- course he is. Oh god, <laughs> now I really hate that guy, man. I hate I hate to be like jealous of that guy. My, the jealousy is huge from me to that guy, man. Good for him. I'm glad he's on this show, but uh, but no, he um I I. I also I'm really conflicted with Howard. You know, Howard had two parts, and I think we'll we'll use his second part to kind of leapfrog into to Jimmy. So I'll save that. But I, I he's a I, fuck. It's so the the me saying fuck you to somebody is so it's not black and white. There's gray areas here because all all the fucks that I give, um, they go towards Howard when he is okay with Chuck's hand being up his ass. He's okay. He's fuck, fuck Howard when he's like, you know, begging for, you know, he's like jumping around Chuck like a little puppy, wanting attention, making sure Chuck is okay, and waiting on him hand and foot. Mm-hmm. But when he finally says, you know, I, I think this is enough. I don't think I can be in a partnership with someone like this. I'm looking at that thinking like, well, you know what? You guys aren't in this to make fucking friends. A, you're lawyers, and B, you're there to make fucking money, man. And that is kind of reckless what Chuck's doing, but this is me looking at an outside perspective. I feel like Chuck is doing the right thing, but by the but he's not doing the right thing by the partner. So this is a complicated thing. Like it's a very complicated set of feelings I have for that situation. Yeah. So how do what do you think? I mean, do you think that do you think that who's being the asshole in that situation, Chuck or Howard? Well, I I was a bit surprised that after the disciplinary hearing and everything mm-hmm. That this was the straw that broke the the camel's back with Howard. Like he was behind. Well, okay. So he, I mean, he was supporting Chuck all the way through it, and it. I guess so. That outburst on the on the witness stand is what broke the back. Like, well, yeah, because well, it wasn't because it he's wasn't the seen outburst. stuff like that before, but it because wasn't now the it's in, though. It was now the that aftermath. I'm saying now that it's in public, like. That's the, that's when it breaks it, the the back or, or the camel's back no, 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 or whatever. No, no, no. Like, so, so what happened is is the there was the outbreak and then uh, you remember when we saw Howard last he was bitching and pissing and moaning with uh, um, with um, Kim because he's like three meals a day I'm shoveling this down trying to do damage control uh, yeah, for what you true. did and so he's that's he's true, been yeah. like war thin by trying to ensure people no 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 he's fine that was a thing here try the Moscow mule it's the only thing they serve here he's doing that yeah. three <laughs> times a day and poor little him but then now you're telling me that we're either going to have to pay double or we're going to have to tie up myself and the other partner on a, a fighting them or like like there's no good options for them. This is going to be problems and it's like he it's gotten to the point where he's realizing shit, dealing with Chuck is a lot. It never fucking ends. Yeah. And that's the way Jimmy it's, was. Yeah, it's uh I mean I think he 
uh, it's tough to say about is he making the right decision as as far as Chuck goes because it looks like I mean it does look like Chuck is gonna recover do it well and we know we know that he didn't make a mistake with the paperwork that uh, Jimmy provoked him into that outburst Mm -hmm. but does yeah does he want to devote a big chunk of the manpower and woman power of his law firm to fighting the, the insurance company i mean how long will that last you know how much of a drain will that be on resources and um i think you but may, i thought, I, 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 I'll go ahead i'm sorry i i know i i don't want to jump ahead to the second encounter between howard and chuck but i think he thought that Chuck was going to accept it because when when the receptionist came in and gave him the envelope, yeah, and before he opened it, he said, "Oh, oh let's start playing." Well, that's I don't the consider that the second part. I consider that part of the first part. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I should have explained like, that. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> no, it's like at first I thought when he, when he's talking about making arrangements for the retirement party, I thought, is he covering so that the receptionist doesn't know that there's acrimony between them but then i realized like no no he i think he assumed that that was chuck's resignation letter yeah. and everything was going as per plan because he didn't look shocked until he opened it and, and was like holy crap he's what are you doing chuck like yeah he's about to fuck your shit up so he's about to do well so, and that's the thing he i think i gotta i think i gotta lean realize how seriously Chuck takes wanting to be a lawyer again. And I think maybe I'm leaning back more towards fuck you, Chuck, now that we've talked it out, because I can understand wanting to do what's right for yourself as far as, like, I'm a lawyer, I want to be a lawyer, you're not going to tell me I can't be a lawyer when I built this, this is my castle, fuck you. But at the same time, too, Chuck has leaned on everybody and will not give quarter. He will not – you can't say to Chuck – Hey, you know all that help that we gave you? How about give us a little fucking help too? We need this, and and, and it's, it's, it's Chuck. Really good point. It's Chuck's way of the fucking highway, and then when he doesn't get it, he stomps his feet, and then causes yeah. all kinds of hell, and he won't give the fuck up. And and again, that all does kind of fall into character with like the mental health, you know, instabilities. Like his reality is not our reality; it's a very different one, and so that that by default makes you a very very. Um, uh, uh, stubborn person, it, it, for lack of a better term. Like, it's, it's very difficult to deal with you because they're already putting up fallacies they accept as the truth. Mm. So, it, and the, yeah. The, the, yeah, like, I, I think that this will actually, it's interesting because Chuck is like so unpredictable now because like last episode he's saying, oh, what, what have I done? Like, he's actually, He's actually considering the damage he's done with the relationships he's had with people, but then right right away this episode he turns around and he's willing to go. Uh, he's first willing to go and sue um, the insurance company, and then when Howard doesn't support him on that, he's going to sue Howard. I mean, yeah. it's like whoa. And it's like, interesting because this was the fucking thing. <laughs> if he would have done this in season one. <laughs> Yeah, episode one. Like Jimmy <laughs> wanted him to do, guess where everyone would be? They'd be on Easy Street. That's right. Yeah. That's where everybody would fucking be. Well, except for people at HHM. But, yeah. uh, but, but, you know, wow. It's so crazy that we've come back to this point and now Jimmy's not there. It's, uh, it's, it's such a fucking mess, man. But I, but know. this is interesting about the settlement because, uh, Chuck is, or sorry, Howard is, uh, you know, 
doesn't not interested in settling until until they get a bigger amount uh, or a better offer and now with Chuck asking for 8 million dollars your little idea about maybe Howard or HHM does something to make Chuck look more incompetent and, and go to war against him it's also what if they settle just to, so they can pay Chuck off like just get him out of their hair and right but they can't afford to just pay him off HHM but if they does, settle they can but then they owe 8 million dollars but if they settle with Sandpiper, this is what I'm saying. Oh, like, which, well, let's which, yeah, which, let's let's use this as a springboard to what I consider the second part when he spoke with Jimmy. If they yeah, did which, that, okay. that absolutely would solve all the problems, except yeah. for the fact that they could get potentially a few million more. Mm-hmm. So that's the part where it's like I I have a I'm real conflicted about that business too because. That's why it's hard to make predictions now because there's so many different paths they can go down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's definitely one decision I made this week about how I feel about one character. We haven't got there yet, but I will say that. You know, and the, or Howard Howard was a dick when he offered Jimmy the money and said, now, "Get a bring tin cup." Now like, wait, was, I I want to. I'm going to defend that. Uh, I know that doesn't seem like I should because yeah, it was a real <laughs> dick move, and we love Jimmy. But given what I saw after watching this a second time. Um, I think it was kind of a fucking baller move, kind of like uh, what Chuck did where he goes, this meeting's over. Like, he makes a point, but I'll be honest with you, I feel like they're both wrong. And when they're both wrong, I don't give a shit what they say to each other. That's like watching two people mm. that are con- convicted murderers fight each other. I don't care. Let no, them you fight mean, each okay. other. I don't give a shit. I, I Yeah, on the second viewing... Given everything that Jimmy did uh-huh. in this episode, I have a lot less sympathy for him in that situation. Because, but if I'm going sort of chronologically in the episode, when, when Howard did that, and when he says, like, we know you'll stupid, I can't remember his exact words, but he basically said, we know you'll stupid nothing to, to take care of yourself. Yeah, stoop to other levels. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, well, wait a second. But uh, you're right. No, he will. But, that motherfucker but will. The, but but now, after we see the whole episode, it's like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. Howard was right. Well, he's already <laughs> stooped to levels of doing what he did. Look at all the shit that he did to both, like when he worked for what was the other, what was the name of the other firm that he worked for? Davis and Maine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when he was with Davis and Maine, the shit he was doing for solicitation that wasn't solicitation. No, the dude is fully capable of that, whether it's for his own gain or the gains of somebody else. It's fucking Jimmy. He'll do, he does what needs to get done. And here's the thing. This is why Hamlin's an asshole in this scene. Hamlin's fucking right. He's right. Mm. That's why he's an asshole. But he's like, but again, we're like, we're fucking talking about lawyers here. So, <laughs> no offense to, I love you lawyers, but <laughs> not, I don't, I do not feel the same animosity towards lawyers as I do the insurance companies at all. But it is people looking for the dollar, and it's somebody who's got a dollar, and he makes a fucking point. And if you had just taken my ass to court, and Jimmy, because of what Jimmy did in court to save his skin, that put um, Hamlin in a shitty situation. So I'm going to tell you right now, you put me in a fucked up position, and then you come at me with something like that, you're damn straight. That comment about show up with a little tin cup next time, at least to be honest, was fucking brilliant. Okay. I'm seeing your point of view. I'm, I'm coming He's still an asshole. He's I just, still an asshole. I guess like when he when he pulled out his wallet and pulled out the cash, that <laughs> yeah. bugged me. 
Yeah, because he's being a real shitheel. He's been a yeah. real asshole, but he's making a fucking point. And people get real pissed off when people, trust me, I make a fucking good point at least once a day, and people get <laughs> real mad when I do because they don't want to fucking hear it. And people think I'm a pessimist. I'm a realist. People don't want to look at reality. I don't hate reality. I just want to see it for what it is. So, you know, that's him doing that. Like, let's say he didn't do all this shit with Chuck, okay? Let's say that didn't fucking happen. If he had gone to them and said, "Listen, I'm I'm drowning. I need a little bit of help until I get this through." And if he didn't take them to court and fucking ruin, not ruin, but make uh Howard's life hell, Howard would have cut him a check. And he would have said, "Here, pay us back later. Here's, you know, 10 grand. Will that float you until whenever? Here's whatever, and then just pay me back when you get your big nut." And and Jimmy would have been happy to take it, but the th- but how it stands, he took him to court. He proved he was wrong. He caused his brother to have an, uh, an an episode which he knew would fucking happen. He didn't do this, and oh, it yeah. accidentally went too big. No, he you're right. It. But I agree. But Chuck was the one being at. It's it's all these like layers that depend on each other. It's really yeah. intricate when you start. This became this begot this, and this begot that. But you're right about Howard. Like he's at like there's. You're right about. I mean, despite the dicky bit. The dickiness, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> of, of pulling out the cash and offering him that. <laughs> like, just telling Jimmy off in that situation, that was justified. Yeah. I completely, yeah, like, the, completely. Like, what, you want me to settle just so you can have yeah. money now? Like, forget it. But, like, but yeah, as I, it is, Howard, you know, when you're, when you put Howard in a shit situation like you did, him responding that way, you gotta fucking know he's gonna respond that way. If he didn't, what kind of a spine? What kind of court cases would he win if he had some, didn't have a spine to do that? Yeah, you it's actually be, surprising that that Jimmy would even go there and try and I'm tell him that. Shocked at that happened. I was like, "What are you fucking about to do?" I was so worried what was going to happen. But man, I gotta say, these two parts that we've talked about so far, fucking masterfully acted, and I was so mm-hmm. into it, no matter what my my confused feelings were. But let's. I, I would like to kind of go into the next part which this leads into which is Jimmy's part Yeah, and I gotta say that I am insanely just disappointed like <laughs> like, a, like a mother that found out that their kid stole their Marlboro Reds or they, they shoplifted or they, they you know I don't know you're just disappointed in him like that's that is yeah, what I, he did is beyond fucked up you know i never i was thinking about this earlier this evening uh that uh, i have never felt after an episode like i felt after this episode not just because of what happens with kim but because of what jimmy did like i i all through breaking bad i have to say honestly i never felt this bad about something walter did than I did about what Jimmy did in this episode. And I don't know, and I don't know if it's because he, he took advantage of uh-huh. an elderly lady and alienated her from her friends. I don't know if, what it was, but I really felt sickened by I it. Agree, like it. I agree really, with you a hundred percent. And I want to, I want to bring this up, not to counter your, what your point, but to strengthen it. Um, you're saying that you, you, you feel the worst the worst about this than anything Walt's ever done. Walt yeah, literally like took some... Walt took a bomb into an old person's home. 
I know, and why and do we I feel... hate this fucking more? Like, what does that yeah, say about it's... what Jimmy did? It's awful. It's I don't know what it is. Maybe because we didn't see the like the the damage he did to the elderly people, or I don't know, or he we didn't know, or we know, or we know that none people. of them died. I don't know. But, yeah, none but, of them got hurt. It just blew up that little fucking room. But what yeah, Jimmy but, did actually did hurt a bunch of people. That this this is their this is their fucking. Their life is coming to an end, yeah. and your point is, he's he's right about that, about how they're not going to get that much more money. It is way more money for the lawyers. It would be even more money for him. He would get a huge, like, way more of a chunk. But mm-hmm. it, but I know he needs it now, but at the same time, too, he's right that it's only going to be pennies for these people, and they only have so, so long to live. So what do you do? You fucking take the only thing she has going on in her life, and you fucking take that away from her, you piece of shit. Why? Because you're fucking broke? Because you won't man up and fucking take care of business and pay your fucking bills like everybody else does. That's what ends you up with a heart attack on the floor of a Cinnabon in Omaha, Nebraska, you piece of shit. Mm. Get a real fucking job for the rest of the year. Go back to being a lawyer. Don't fucking take advantage of the people that you were trying to fucking help. Kiss my ass. You're broke? I don't give a flying fuck if you're broke. I've been broke before. I don't fucking take advantage of old people. Like that is yeah, that is exactly. beyond beyond low. Yeah, and it's like I'm a sensitive person. I mean, I mean, you know, everybody says, "Oh, look, you know, you were a lieutenant colonel in the army and infantry and all this stuff. You're a big tough guy." Yeah, okay, I had a, that job, but I'm a, in my character. I'm a sensitive person, and if if I was in the situation that Irene was in with with people ostracizing me like that, it would really really affect my life. Like I would. It, it would it would floor me like I would be you know, I would have a hard time functioning in in a situation like that so I I was so uh, empathetic with her uh, and I felt so bad for her and I was so mad at Jimmy I was just like oh, I can't believe you're doing this yeah, like so what? So really you pay rent on a fucking office and and even even I was just thinking even if you're going to do this isn't there a better way than to put her through that like. You know, there if you're is. trying to, he could have, you know? he could have spoken to all the women and he could have said, yeah. here's the deal. And then he could have poured the peanuts why into a bowl with all of them together and he could have said, hey, this yeah. is what's going like, why on. Why spend all that, well, yeah, why spend all the time and energy talking to them about, about how Irene's not paying attention to their needs? Why not just like lay it all out for the, all of them? Like, you're right, like that's, if she represents them, and if he, I'm angry. if she's if she, yeah, I know you're, if if she represents them like a congressperson, you go and talk to your fucking congressperson. You don't just fucking like ignore them. Now I do want to say something interesting about the the shape ups. It's interesting that that was what they chose and not something else because there's kind of a known huge lawsuit over Skechers for their shape ups. They had to pay like millions of dollars because they never actually did what they said they would do. They never toned. They were not good for you in any way. <laughs> I mean, oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. They, I actually, yeah, it was a big I actually lawsuit. found those very shoes that Jimmy had. Oh. Like this, this W, what is the company called? Anyway, I found the exact make and model online. It's like a European company that makes them. And, Jeez. uh, with the, with that curved sole. Yeah. Cause I thought, I thought for sure they just made those up for the TV show, but it's an actual product. No, you, you don't remember buy. the shape ups? I don't know, but that's not what they were. This company was. They like, weren't, but what I'm saying is, is oh. that. Oh, wait, 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 I get what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, at first I thought they were just like a fake, 
like they made it up. I, I thought they were parroting off of those, but you're saying that's a for real thing that, that exists now. Yeah. Yeah, I found the exact make and model online last night. <laughs> and it's like, how much did it cost you to fucking buy all of those pairs of shoes? I know you're going to take them back in. Yeah, I was thinking that too. He's invested a lot Jimmy, in this whole scam. Get a, can you not get a fucking? Not only, not only all the shoes, but his whole jogging outfit and uh, his cat cookies and uh, like Jimmy, can you, can you not get a fucking and all the loan? money into can the bingo? Not, can you I mean, not like get a credit card? Do you, do you know how easy it is to get fucking credit cards? Can you not swallow your goddamn pride with your fucking girlfriend? Like, can you not literally? Can you go get a fucking job, you piece of shit? Mm. Like, get off your ass. Go make some fucking money and be a goddamn human being instead of somebody that fucking sucks off of people. If he wants to take money off of a drunk person in a bar that's stupid enough to fall for a scam, okay, fine. If he wants to take money off of Ken Wins, fuck Ken Wins. But an old person that you said you wanted to fucking help, that's, yep. you, that is the lowest of the low. And I'm, and I'm sorry. It's really going to affect how I view things going forward. It's going to make it really, really hard for me to root for anything good in his life because Everything he's doing, he's yeah, doing it at the cost of people that are way less fortunate than he fucking is. I'm going to be interested to hear the Insider podcast because I haven't listened to it yet. And I'm I'm wondering what the creators of the show are going to say about what they were trying to do here. Because, yeah, it is going to take a lot for yeah. me to be rooting for Jimmy again. Like, I, it's like, you're right. Walt did some really horrible stuff, but I never stopped rooting for him. Even though he was a bad guy, I was still on Team Walt right up till the end. Well, I, and, I, I, would, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know that I was a hundred percent. I, I, there's a lot of things I wanted to happen to Walt much earlier, but like, um, because Walt was the d- demise of other people that I wanted to see go. It was like, it was like a means to an end. Like I was okay cheering on Walt because he was taking out these other things, but eventually I wanted Walt to get his fucking justice. Or, or not, not his justice, but get what's coming to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it, you know, around when you think back to it, it was around season three ish or two ish when I had basically said that Walt is the fucking devil, and it, he had like well, when Jay when he let Jane die, you're 100 percent right. That's ab- mm-hmm. absolutely the moment, and this is him letting Jane die. Now I get it; that's a human being dying. But that is a that is a young person that has been in and out of the programs that is very very aware of the problem is that she's taken it into her own hands that she took her own life because she has a sickness and she didn't continue to reach out for help and and yeah, I, and and he let somebody do that but then he didn't go in there he didn't put that needle in her arm he did yeah. not do that so, it's hard for me to put myself into my into where I was sitting back in whatever it was 2009 or 2010 when I first saw Jane die yeah. how I felt after that episode but I just the way I felt Monday night after this episode aired was really down like yeah. really felt really felt down about it and, and also what would what would I was kind of confused about this I mean I understand I'm not I'm not a juggalo anymore I do understand how magnets work but he puts he puts <laughs> He's putting the mag- magnetic primer on the inside of it. Wouldn't those balls just stick together? Uh, not necessarily. I don't think I don't you think know that, how magnets work. <laughs> no, 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 I no. It's magnetic, like like a quarter is magnetic. Uh, or I don't know in the United States if your quarters are magnetic, but here uh, quarters are Wait. magnetic. Wait, so, stop, so stop, they, stop, 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 st
it's it can be picked up by a magnet. So the oh, paint. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So so the paint or the primer. <laughs> You meant like your money's magnets. Oh no no no! How no, amazing no. <laughs> would that be if you could stack your quarters together and they'd stay together? Yeah no, that would be cool. That's actually. fucking awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, like why don't we have that? It's 2007. Government, get on that shit. <laughs> it, it would cost way more to make money, but but uh, anyway, but, no, it's but it's like it can be. <laughs> I got so excited. I'm so sorry. I was like, <laughs> you got to stop. I got to find out. If that's no, a real is, thing, I thought you lived in a real land of, of fantasy and magic. Like it, that's so crazy. No, I, now that you say it, like that would be the coolest thing ever. Like, well, <laughs> you guys could be like quarters on a metal table. Who, <laughs> it would just imagine all the pain it would it would solve for rolling up coins all the time. Oh like, my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Well, anyway, I I, I watched but, that that scene and I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know if that worked, but then again, but yeah. that was. Have you ever seen the movie Lucky Numbers? No. Uh, it's got, uh, John Travolta and, uh, uh, what's her name, um, that played Phoebe on Friends oh, and, uh, Lisa Kudrow? Lisa Kudrow and, um, oh, there's a couple of other big names in that. Hmm. Um, and, uh, basically it's, it's based on a true story where they rigged the lottery, but they did it, they did oh. the opposite of what was done in this episode where they inject paint into all the balls they don't want picked to weigh them down. Yeah. That was my yeah. other thing too. I was like, "How did those rise above?" I don't know. Whatever. I'll give them. I'll give them that. You know. I'll, I'll, and you know. We're gonna get. Uh, this might be nothing, but right after Jimmy put the the loaded balls into the machine, mm-hmm. they showed a close up of him with his hands, where he's kind of like wringing his hands a bit, and he straightens his ring. Mm-hmm. Did that mean anything, or was that just him hoping that it would work? That was him like turning on the like. That was his. His switch on his body of him turning on the uh, the the scam machine, you know what I mean? Like, like he was rubbing, rubbing the lucky ring. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him <laughs> okay. getting ready to do do work. It's him ready to kick into gear his Ocean's Thirteen. Okay, uh, that's all the preparations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I my for me, I mean, I I <laughs> it would it would have this is what I would have preferred to have seen is him just have the balls in his coat pocket and then. Pump, like take the one that's not like when it pops up, take oh, like it palm the, and palm read, the... read it and go. That's it right there, and then switch it, and then you know put the one on the little board. Like it would have been so much easier to do that than what he did. Okay. He would need fuel for that, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but it would have been a good juxtaposition to Nacho learning how to palm, you know the the uh, the pill bottle. I yeah, think I, it would have been way easier, and you wouldn't and need that little been... montage. No, that's a really good point too, because it would have been cool. Because when he was doing the scene filling the the ping pong balls or the bingo bingo balls, it reminded me immediately of Nacho last week filling yeah. his pill capsules. And it's like it would have been cool if after he filled them, he was pra- he was practicing how to palm and switch them. Like, yeah, yeah. it would have made more sense to me. But hey, whatever, <laughs> it is what it is. But I, I, if it's okay, I want to move on to, um, oh gosh, I guess. Oh, oh! I want to touch on Mike real quick because uh, there wasn't a whole ton with Mike. But I gotta say, yeah. every week I'm back and forth. You know, like the last time I was like I could give a shit. This week I got a little excited about what happened with Mike. Well, that was the to me. I and I said this. I've said this three times in. I said it in the live chat and I said it on two different forums uh, in the last couple of days. That was the biggest piece of bait that they dangled for <laughs> Drew Baddix. Like, like. The fact that 
um, they hinted about getting more of Gus's backstory uh-huh. and also hinted that we might finally learn a bit more about Lydia's motivation. Yeah. And I know a lot of people just don't say, oh, she just wants money. And But to me, ever since Breaking Bad, I've always wondered what motivated Lydia. Like, she has a good job at Mandrigal, like, pretty high up job. Uh-huh. She must be making decent money. So I'd, I yeah. always wondered, is it can it be just simply greed? I just never or bought into... does Gus, like, either A, have something on her, or B, does he... Is he helping her with something? Mm. You know, is, yeah, he, is he giving her more than just a lot of money? Is there something else that he's really helped her out? Maybe maybe with her daughter. Maybe her daughter's adopted and she couldn't get a kid and he helped with that. Maybe... I don't fucking know. There's a lot of things that he... Because you know how she said he's more than just a drug dealer. That wasn't, I don't believe, yeah. out of fear. But we do also know that Lydia is very fear-driven. Yeah, although so she, she doesn't seem that scared now. No. She seems scared. She seems scared later in Breaking Bad. But yeah. I, I just, to me, like that, those two little things got me really excited because I really want to know Gus's backstory and I really want to know what Lydia's motivation is. When I, um, when I, the last few times I've quit smoking cigarettes. I smoke right now. I know it's disgusting. I'm the worst human being ever. I get it. Everyone hates me. Whatever. But when I, <laughs> the times I've quit and started back, when I smoked that first cigarette, I hear down, 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 down. so crazy, crazy on you. Like I hear that song in my head. It's like my, you know, it's it's that's my it's my friend right there. This is my this is like I've missed you so much. When I saw that scene, I was like. Dum. No, 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 no. It was like taking that hit again. It was like, ah, uh, like you said, that dose for Maddox. Like it, mm-hmm. it really did hit the spot. And now I'm just like, well, I'll never not be addicted to this. Thank you. Uh, and I also want to mm-hmm. say to anybody out there that's an artist looking to make some money, if I, I immediately went to uh, the internet to try and find, I, mean, I was already on the internet, but I, I immediately went to another uh, window on my computer and I tried to find anything to buy that said Magical Electromotive. Because mm-hmm. I'm about to be changing uh, my bedroom, and I'm moving into a room that has, like, a huge fucking wall on one side. Because it's, it's in the upstairs where there's, like, a vaulted ceiling, so you end up with a, just a big wall. And I, I love big pieces of wall art. I think it looks so much cooler than, like, small pictures and posters. And so I've, I've picked up a few things here and there that are kind of big but inexpensive because I'm not, I'm not rolling, like, in the deep. I'm not, I'm not banging it out there. The Trintendo YouTube money ain't coming in, that's for sure. But uh, but thank you for those that are watching. It's not about that. But having said that, if there's an artist out there that can make that huge like poster thing, well, it probably wasn't a poster. It's like a, almost like a plaque or something but that said electrical, uh, uh, magical electromotive, and it was the world map, and it showed their like places and everything. If mm. someone like could make like like an Etsy creator or somebody out there could make something that big on paper, canvas, cloth, whatever, I would pay a large chunk of money for that. Like, I would probably go, uh, I, I want to say I could go like 100, 150 bucks on something like that. I I would pay yeah. for that. If they could, and I know you can't get a really good look at it, so they'd have to kind of like take artistic license with it. But if somebody would create that, I would fucking buy it from them. If it looked good. Oh, it would be cool. That would be amazing. Like, that would take up so much room on that wall. And that's a statement piece. I, I, I want to, uh, this is a little tangent, but have you ever seen... That uh, you wanna, I, you wanna, I don't want to 
interrupt what I just did. Um, <laughs> and along the bottom, you want all those logos of all those those companies they owned that were in the lobby of Magical Electromotive in uh, Breaking did Bad. Did it say it on the thing that was there? In, in the one in, in Lydia's office? Yeah. Uh, no, but it would be cool if, if what you get for your bedroom wall would have that. It'd be cool, that. but I don't want that. I don't want that. I want, okay. I want that exact one right there. Like, that one's okay. so baller. And those colors and everything, it, it looked really good. But it'd be so expensive for something like that. But I don't know that somebody could create it for that money I'm asking for. It'd still make some money. But, yeah. um, but when, there's a movie that, uh, Rob Zombie directed and it was, uh, uh, the one about the witches. I don't remember the fucking name of it now. Um, but it stars his wife, and she's in she's in her apartment. And in her apartment, she's got like one wall that's really big, and it's covered in wallpaper, and it's a design. And it looks like like have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, right? Yes. Do you remember? It's been a long time, but do you remember the scene yeah. when the two girls are like in their PJs and they're singing? It's during the song "Touch a Touch, you know, Touch a Touch, you, Touch a Touch Me." I want to feel better. Anyway, there's the wall mm-hmm. on that bedroom is meatloaf. It's a giant ass picture of meatloaf on his motorcycle. Okay. And it's floor to ceiling that. It's wallpaper that's printed like that. Well, in this Rob Zombie movie, it was floor to ceiling like a fucking ten, twelve foot ceiling. And it was the shot from, uh, what is it, Journey to the Moon or whatever, that first actual movie, the first ever movie. Okay. And it's that shot of the moon with the spaceship that crashed into its face. Yeah, okay. That iconic shot, and that is that giant-ass wall. is nothing but a giant print of that. And I've always thought that that, you walk into a room, like people paint accent walls, fuck that, that's a fucking statement. That makes a kick-ass room. And so that's, that's what I'm saying. If I had something... That was like that magical thing. That would be so fucking baller on like one wall. Because you'd look at it and be like, oh, wow. And be like, what's a magical electromotive? And be like, oh, you don't know? <laughs> you know, so it also elicits a little bit of conversation, too. So that's kind of it as well. Not really an art connoisseur. I like pop art, I guess you could say, like bullshit art. Mm-hmm. But sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, I wanted to like. No, 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 no. Had, that to, would had be... to take care of my boner for that one thing. And that in this, the one thing that doesn't matter in this episode, I was like really no, but excited it was... about <laughs> But, I mean, it does make a statement because, I mean, everybody that's a fan of the Breaking Bad universe mm-hmm. paused and had a good look at that thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's fucking you know. cool, man. <laughs> but, um, but, so that, that happened. I don't want to forget to bring up, uh, the business with the Salamancans and the, uh, the, and the Chilean, which I kind of want to call Gus the Chilean from now on because it's kind of badass. I gotta, I'm trying to find something online, but I, I, I keep talking, I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find it sure, or not. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I didn't know what was coming, like they did one of those things at the beginning of that scene where it's like, what's going on, where he's like flicking the zippo or whatever. Uh, which is interesting yeah. because, I don't know that I've seen him smoke before. Maybe he did, maybe smoke cigars or something. I'm trying to remember, I, cause that's a good, yeah. I, I thought, like I, the only thing I'm trying to remember is if when, when uh, Mike was trying to assassinate him, did he come out of that cabin and light up? I can't remember. I don't but remember I, either. I don't know. He, yeah. could, he could have, though, but I feel like I would have remembered that. But Yeah, I don't think he did because I remember him putting his hands in his pockets and just kind of walking. think somebody with a heart condition isn't smoking. But, but yeah. so I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to Zippos because I, I like Zippos a lot, and I carry one, and I use it every day, and I know exactly how long lighter fluid lasts at a Zippo whether you use it or don't use it. And it doesn't last forever. And so people that carry Zippos but don't smoke, they interest me. They intrigue me. It's like you'd have to really like that lighter 
because you're not using it, and you have to keep filling it because it evaporates out of there. Not a lot of people think about that, but it, it yeah. it's crazy evaporative, whatever that is. No, means. I have a Zippo lighter, and yeah, you have to always keep refilling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So when people have them, it's like, what are you doing with that thing? But we we got that. We got uh, the the phone conversation. He hung the phone up just like everybody does in Breaking Bad um, by breaking <laughs> it. And uh, it's an interesting thing because... I know Gus didn't want to take on his shipments, and he told him he didn't want to take on his shipments, but I kind of think Gus wants to take on his shipments. Oh, well, he did, yeah. Yeah, but initially he didn't like, want to do it. No, he did. When 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 Hector came to his office and said, you're going to do this, uh-huh. he acted like he didn't, but I know, but he did. Because he wants to look like he's the big bad boy, and, and what's well, his Well, because he wants... To- he wants to get into Don Eladio's operation and get close to these guys because mm-hmm. he wants revenge. But he wants he wants revenge on all of them, and sure. he wants to get in with all of them and uh, get and close why, to them. Yeah, he so, wanted Mike to but take, he doesn't take out the trucks and things like that. Like that's beneficial. But he doesn't for want him. them to think that he's like he doesn't want to. He wants like like he said to Mike like this. You know, killing Hector right now—it it doesn't work for me right now. Yeah. So he doesn't want to make waves. So the and he knows that you know Hector's got a temper. He wants to do things his own way. So he's gonna act like he has—he doesn't want to be there, but he does. Okay. That's what I think. I'm yeah. still a little weirded out about Nacho when he stares at that Gus, the Chilean. Yeah, that was. Uh, um, I was noticing, in fact, because I was live chatting during the show, I was looking down at my keyboard or my screen when that scene began. And so I looked up and I saw Gus's face and I saw Nacho's face and I started to go, it's a meeting between Nacho and Gus. And then I realized Hector was there and I was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And man, and Nacho, I hate to say he's not here to, to gush over Nacho. Like, I feel... I feel bad, you know, that, uh, that his dad, that that had to happen with his dad. Like, I feel bad that he feels like he has to be in that life or wants to be in that life and his father's really opposed to it. And I feel like, I feel bad he had to tell him. But like, I, I really, I really dig, it's really interesting that I really like the character of Nacho a lot because, you know, he, he definitely cares and he's doing all of this. Yeah, to, you could see. Sorry, finish your thought. No, I'm saying he, he's doing all this to save his dad, even though he kind of brought it on his dad because he was doing dirt. That's what happens when you when you do dirt. You end up getting people dirty around you. You know what I'm saying? So it's that's a terrible analogy. I'll never use that one again. I'm very sorry. Well, um, <laughs> he's not responsible for. Okay, wait a second. I got to think here. Why is he? Uh, he wants to kill. Hector because he doesn't want Hector going to take over his dad's business and now he failed to take over or kill Hector and Hector's going to do it so he had to confess to his dad mm-hmm. but why but what dirt did he do working for the Salamancans oh no no okay sorry sorry and he, his meant, dad brought it up I he thought, said I thought you meant he did dirt against the Salamancans no no no, uh, no. what I'm saying is that his dad no, okay, didn't I get, want him doing yeah, that yeah okay I'm with you I'm yeah, with he you. says I can't believe you're with them again which means this has yeah. come up before and his father's really wanted him not to do that and i can get it i I understand man it's look look everybody he's a sit down and be humble i hate to keep hate to keep quoting songs rap every week i have a rap (laughs) song to quote that's could be a thing um but they need to sit down and be humble i am so fucking sorry that you don't want to work sewing interiors for cars it's hot it's hard 
it's not the most lucrative job. It's not the sexiest. You, you catch job. your hand in the in the sewing machine. But 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 when you go and do those things, what the fuck do you expect to happen? That you're bulletproof? Do you think that none of this stuff's gonna come back on you? You know, like what do you expect? Like Jimmy's Jimmy is in some shit now where he can't practice law. He tampered with fucking documents. What did you expect to happen? Or do, am I supposed to feel fucking sorry for you? No, but but what I like about Nacho is, is I feel like he, I, I also feel like you can fuck up and then turn it around. I feel like if you are willing to take handle your business, take care of your fuck up, I think it's totally forgivable. I think that's what everybody should because everybody's gonna fuck up. Like I watched. Uh, there's a, I'm gonna kind of spoil it a little bit for people that are leftovers fans that haven't watched the finale yet. But it's not huge. It's I'm just quoting something that was in there. This guy gave a speech, and he was saying, you know, uh, there's a difference in a sin and, and, and a mistake. You know, a sin is when you know you know something's wrong, but yet you do it. A mistake is is something that you didn't mean to do, and and you own up to it, and you try and fix it, and things like that. And uh, he that's what he looked to is uh, it, it was a he was giving a speech at his own wedding. He looks to his new wife, and he says. Uh, I promise I'll never sin again, and I can't. I look forward to fucking up with you for the rest of our lives. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. He okay, so he made his mistake. He went back to them. So that's what that's what's redeemable right there is if you can keep your dad from getting into this shit or get him out of the shit very quickly. If you can pull that off, good on you. And then he can walk away. He can do. He can he can start over. And that's that's on his dad to forgive him. That's you know that's the consequence. You might not be able to make it up with your dad, but you can save your dad. You can save yourself. So mm-hmm. I, I really I want this to work out for him. I like him a lot. I don't want him to be collateral damage that the show ends up racking up as it, the steamroller rolls on. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I will say I don't. Mm, it's there's a lot to unpack here too. Yeah. I think, uh, I, from a show making standpoint, and I hate to anal- analyze the show from that standpoint because really I should just be in the plot. You know what I mean? And no, not be thinking any way about, you feel like it. That's but, what this but, is art. No, no, but I don't like to think like, oh well, they have, they're in 2003 and the Breaking Bad begins in 2006 and, or 2008, uh, so Nacho's gonna be around for a while, so this has gotta work out for him, and so he's gotta get out of this in some way. Yeah. Like, I don't wanna an- analyze it that way, I wanna analyze it from a plot point of view, as opposed to like calculating out the, what we know yeah. and what we, you know, but I, like the fact that, I, I will say, and I know Sadie would have been gushing about this too, is like the hurt that you could see in his face when he was talking to his dad, yeah. was really good, like really moving. Yeah, that guy's uh, an incredible act. Everybody on this show brings their absolute A game. They get they, yeah. they get it out of them. They put it out there. It, like everybody is doing the shit out of this show. And and, like, and I'm, that guy's killing. We haven't him. seen that. Yeah, we haven't seen that that face on him before. We've seen him angry and seething inside, but we haven't seen him like hurt. He's always and that was, like you know, and it's been amping up to that point. But we you could always kind of tell that you know, especially like going back to. When he had to rough up Crazy Aid, and when he, you know, the st- like him breaking into Preissenberg's place, just to kind of sort of teach him a lesson, you know, what I mean, like you could kind of see that this guy, he's he's very, you know, stone faced and just not saying a lot and very calm and collected, but he's got the killer eyes. But you could tell there's like a whole other dimension to him, and now it's starting to show. It's not a presumed extra dimension; it's a known extra dimension. It's, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. And- man. It's a hell of a scene. Like to. You know, uh, somebody sitting down 
and talking to their dad, especially somebody that really, really loves their dad, the way you can tell that he does and respects his father, um, he has to sit down and say, Dad, I, I fucked up, and now yeah. I, I, I'm doing everything I can to fix this, but I, I still fucked up. And and knowing yeah. his dad was probably going to act the way he did, and his dad did what his, he knew his dad was going to do. You, do you think he pulled the trigger a bit too quickly going to his dad? Like, I mean, okay, so the pill... I don't know. The, the pill switch didn't work right away, like, but, I mean... I, he filled those capsules with ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. And actually, ibuprofen is, uh, can cause increased risk of heart attack. Yeah, it's not great for you. So, especially when you have a giant uh, spill size of it. It's, uh, so, I, I mean, it doesn't act instantly. Like, you take an ibuprofen, and yeah. if you have a heart condition, it's gonna give you a heart attack. But if you take a, a lot of ibuprofen over years, it can increase your risk well, of I heart attack. I think the idea put, put is that. that the medicine is supposed to stop an attack, and so that attack that stopped stopped on its own, essentially. And what he's yeah. wanting is for him to have the attack that needed the medicine, and then it doesn't get that medicine. I don't think it, like I, I think that's the ultimate goal. And so he's watching the attack, thinking, "Is this the one?" And so now he's got to wait yeah. like through that whole damn pill bottle to see which attack is it going to be the one that that's too much, or is he going to have to make a whole other fucking batch yeah, of pills? You know. From like our point of view, like this is the first, this is the first attack that Hector's had since the switch, as far as we know. Uh, and so after one failed, uh, attempt, basically to call it an attempt, uh-huh. I mean, that he goes to his dad, I, I thought, you know, wait a bit, you know? Well, and the other, the other thing is too, I don't think that it's gonna necessarily, I mean, we know he's not gonna die, number one. Number two, we know he goes to, uh, jail or prison at a certain point. So, and he goes. He does? Yeah, because they say that he had his stroke in prison. Oh, uh, oh, Hector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means that pre-stroke, not in prison, there's, there's prison time that happens. I don't know if he had it in prison. I don't Well, that's the thing is, that's why my, I don't want my bet to be, my prediction to go away, is because the story that is told to the police, because that's what the DEA regurgitates, it's what, um, uh, Gomi tells Hank, is that he said he had a stroke in prison. So okay, I didn't know that they happened at the same time. It might not be. He might. It, the story might be a little bit off. Like maybe as he was going to prison, it happened, or maybe it wasn't actually a stroke. It was something else. Like there's a lot of other things, but that's just the story. We know that the way he is in a wheelchair happened during around the time of prison. Meaning prison happened. So you take out all the other mm-hmm. little variables. At least prison happens. So my thinking is the way to get him out of this, or what's going to happen to get him out of it, is ultimately and what's going to disprove me. It made me wrong is that he's going to get sent to prison for one reason or the other. Okay, I I uh, and I don't know if I'm going to have time to watch rewatch some Breaking Bad. I can't even re- remember what episode it, they it's talk about him. It's, it's going to be the but, one. It's going to be like season. So it's going to be season two, and it's going to be after you know the shootout in the desert. It's when they bring him into the DA the first time. Exactly. That they say this stuff. One hundred percent. Okay. Because. Yeah, yeah. I seem to th- remember that he was in prison for 17 years, like a long time. Mm-hmm. And that has to have happened before even where we are now in the story. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it, the math just doesn't work out. I don't out. remember 17, so you have to remind me where that came from. Yeah, so, I, well, I think it came from that that 
same thing we're talking about. So, yeah, I guess I better go back and, and have a look this week. But, but either um, way, I, I love that scene a lot, and I'm interested to see where it's going to go. I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, you think Gus was just there um, in order to have the scene where Hector has this attack? Like, there was no there was no real moving forward of the Gus storyline there. Uh, Well, I think that he was called in because it was a business meeting from... Yeah. Whoever that was, it wasn't. Bol- I don't know if it was Bolsa or Eladio or this. I think he mentioned a third person. Um, well, that was Bolsa on the phone. That was Bolsa. It sounded like that's who that was. Yeah. Um, it didn't quite sound like that. Our dude, man, from from. Well, I was gonna say the dude from Scarface, but um, no, because he from Scarface Bolsa too. Said, he was in that movie as well. <laughs> yeah, but no, because he says in the uh, he says I was talking to our friend by the pool. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. But okay, here's here's what I was trying to find. Because it was a comment I made on a long discussion yesterday. Everybody was speculating about Gus's background because of Lydia bringing it up. And so people were making serious predictions and people were joking around. So I made a joke. I just said, uh, Gus is an expert at the Cueca, which is the national dance of Chile. Lydia met him at a dance class and was blown away by his skills. The <laughs> finest Cueca dancer that she's ever seen. When she says that there's more to Gus than being a drug dealer, that's what she means. And in Santiago, in Chile, he is known as Gustavo Dedos Brillantes, which translates to Twinkle Toes Gustavo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You wrote that? That's fucking brilliant, yeah. man. That's so good. <laughs> well, because everybody was going into stuff about Nazis and this oh, and that. Wow. And I was like... I gotta, I gotta lighten this up. So. <laughs> yeah, good on you. I fucking dig the shit out of that. Well, let's let's do the last thing. The last section is Kim. Yeah. And it's the one section where I truly, I feel really bad. But again, I gotta say, you need to sit down and be humble because it's this is killing you. And I, I'm gonna tell you right now. So when I my the range of emotions i think i had all, like i had some other emotions too in other parts but i had the the widest range of emotions during all of her scenes like first off she looks so badass standing there one one leg cocked out the fucking wind's blowing she's in front of a fucking oil derrick and she or whatever that is and she's like just owns that fucking shot right there and then she's like yeah i can handle this this way you need it in two weeks i can handle it in two weeks so baller and she's in a business suit with fucking leather boots on like, yeah. like I, I'm not normally, I'm not normally the guy that brings up shoes. I'm not the Nate Bjork of this podcast. But when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, hey, hi, <laughs> damn girl!" Like it's so kick fucking ass. Like that's the kind of things that well, really gets me. I think, yeah, I agree. Like she's completely self assured. She's like master of the moment there. Yeah. Yeah, at yeah. the same time, at the same time, like you could see her face is. It looked drawn. It looked tired. And when she says she can do it in two weeks, I I could see uncertainty. Like she was worried about how much work she's had to have to put in. Like, and this just is what we're saying about all the acting in this episode. Like her face just showed how tired and uh, burnt out she's getting. And can we say that this is very similar to what I mentioned earlier? This is in a way a disservice to your client. You're not able to, like, I know you want to be the person that can do this. I know you yeah. want to be better than HHM, but you have got to understand your place and do it the right way to get to that level. You're on the way to being that level. You got the talent. You've got the like, like you're so good at like making these, you know, rational decisions. 
Yet, yet because you're like, because you're willing to work hard, you're pushing yourself to past a boundary that you don't understand is there. And, and the, the unfortunate thing is, is that I guess you don't really know, you know, when, when, when you're really wrong, you don't really know. And when you don't, you, she needs somebody to say that she'll listen to that you've hit a, a wall. You have to stop, and we have to reevaluate. We have to get you on the right path because you're gun- you're just going to crash. Like I mean that metaphorically, but then she literally did. But before she crashes the big time, she f- I was like so nervous with that car rolling oh, towards the old Eric. I was just so like, was oh I. my god. Oh yeah, I was like, I need one of Hector's nitro pills here. And, like I was, and well, I want to say it was two thousand and. Two, I want to say around 2002. I, I was dry. I had a. Uh, I was driving a 1982 280ZX, and I had been up for. Like you know me, I don't really sleep. I that's mm. why I can do movie marathons and shit. So like I, I had been up for like a couple of days at this point, not doing anything. I wasn't like hopped up on like drugs or anything. I was just young. I was a teenager, and we were you know having a, a blasty blast fun weekend with the friends. We, and I was following another friend of mine, and we were going down a road, but there was road construction, so he came to a stop, I came to a stop, and he goes to turn around in a driveway, and then I go to turn around in the same driveway, but I backed into it, and it had like a little ditch on either side, so my back tire ran off the side of the, the driveway, not a big deal, um, but the road was slanted at a way that it was angled down away from that driveway, mm-hmm. and what we did was, a 280ZX is a crazy light car, it's a little Japanese sports car. And um, we went to the three of us, the friend of mine in the vehicle, the friend that was riding with me, and myself, get behind it to pick up on it. I just knocked it into neutral, and we were just going to get it up on the road. And we did, and it started rolling towards the other side, which would have went off Mm -hmm. an embankment. And I'm grabbing the car like I'm going to stop it, like I'm going to hold it, like I'm the fucking Hulk or something. (laughs) And they're like, Fred, get in the car, get in the car, get in the car. And I'm like... Like, it's dragging me down the road. I'm like, I have to run in and jump and get on the brake like that. And she did that. I felt like so, the, the tension that I felt like 20 years ago, it hasn't been quite that long. But no, it's, like 15 I, years I, ago, I felt that same thing. and goes, well, no, 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 because I can't imagine what hitting one of those oil pumps would fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I was super tense there. And even after her, you know, it's so weird though like in, first of all in retrospect you know after we see the end what happens at the very end of the episode in retrospect after that car rolling towards the, the oil derrick and then her stopping it i should have uh had the presence of mind but i no there's no way i would have to ask why did they show that like why did that just happen you know um. like you know like that was it, it it makes sense now, but I didn't. I was so into the episode, I wasn't at a point where I was thinking <laughs> along those lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But 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 in retrospect, it's kind of like I should have asked myself, why did they show that? What was the importance of that? I'm, you know, I was like, so like drawn to what she was doing. Like she goes and kicks the like that's a, oh that, that's she, a I move. said she's going into she's going into mic mode. Yeah, that's a fucking move. People that come <laughs> from the sticks or places where it snows or people spend mud. Right, that's a fucking move and a half right there, putting the boards in there and like rocking it. Like she handled that so well, and I was just so into it that I didn't think about it either and think about why would they do that but i will tell you right now you might think i'm lying but when she got in the car at the end of it she's driving and she's going through her things i said 
I, I, I started pulling my hands towards my face. And I, I didn't realize I was doing it until later, but I was like, don't, 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 don't. I thought someone was going to pull out in front of her. I thought someone was going to run a red light or she was going to uh... run a red light or something. I didn't know it was going to happen like that. So it still, like, jolted me when it happened because yeah. it happened so suddenly. But I was like, she's going to fucking – I knew she was going to wreck when she got in that car. And I was like – because I was thinking that would be now. the worst thing in the world to happen to her. Even if it was just a minor fender bender, that would still make her even later for this gig that she's worked so hard for. And I was just like, no, 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 no. And the way they did it was so guttural. You know, like it just, it just, it had so much feeling to it and it just felt so, like car wrecks, when you hear one, it just has a nasty feeling to it when you hear somebody in a car yeah. wreck. And so to see that was just such a punch to like my, my senses. I was just like, oh, yeah. God damn it. And I feel so fucking bad for her that her, she, I just, I wish she could have slowed down a second, you know, before she pushed yeah. herself to this point. And it, oh, uh, man. It's, it's relatable too. Like, I mean, you were just talking about when you pushed your car, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I mean, I've been in a situation, I'm sure most people have been in a situation where you've driven home from some something or somewhere that you were too tired to drive and yes. you did it anyway Absolutely. and cuz i remember i drove to ottawa from kingston once uh and i was really i had not slept for like the night before and i was i just wanted to get home and i drove 2 hours back but the highway at the time i was on was like a two lane highway uh, through farm countries so or like very relaxing scenery. Oh, and that and makes I, you get comfortable and relaxed yeah, when driving. And I was like, I was scared. I was scared yeah. I would fall asleep at the wheel. And I was like doing all, you know, opening the windows to make sure it was <laughs> and, and like, but I mean, and I mean, I know exactly I'm, what you're talking about. It's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like, it's not like I'm a dumb person, but you know, when I think about it now, it's like, you dummy, you should have just been smart and, and like stayed in Kingston, mm-hmm. grabbed a, a couch at a friend's house and slept yeah. for a while and then gone back later in the day. Like it was, or you even, did not, even there was nothing that required a little to two hour quick nap ski or something. Yeah, or, but there was like yeah. nothing that required me to make that drive at that time other than the fact that I just wanted to be home and have the rest of my day, like my weekend at home sort of thing. But the but, smart thing, but, and so when I, yeah, when I well, saw that. Well, that's the thing accident. with her situation is that she's, yeah. you know, it's different than like any time I've had to go do long drives or you doing that long drive. It, this, the, her situation is that it's similar to everybody else's in that you, they've been doing things they shouldn't have been doing. And it's been piling up, and this yeah. is the tipping point. It's the straw that broke the camel's back, and she finally. It's the straw that broke her back. Her whatever. It. She was past her tipping point. That's. She was well over exhausted. And, and it, I think it just her I body mean, couldn't do it anymore, and it, it her body said, "I've got to shut down for a second. I I know you're driving, I know you got to get there, but I can't." And then it was out for a second. Yeah, and we can speculate in a minute about what kind of shape she's in and what that means for mm-hmm. next week. But but I think she was lucky that that big ass rock was there because. If it wasn't, she would have gone right down into that ravine. There. Yeah, it was really big. She would have kept going. Yeah, they would have. Not and she would have been like she. So she got up out of the car and she's holding her arm like she's broken her arm, maybe. Yeah. Um, and she's you know <clears throat> wincing at pain. She's obviously in in pain and shock. <laughs> but yeah, she fucked I'm her just, arm up. You can tell how she was kind of holding her arm. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, she's a little fucked up. But I wonder, and I mean, I'm sure everybody's wondering, like, is that it, just her arm, or is there something worse? Like, yeah. you know, like, you, you can have a, a, an internal injury that you can get up and move around, and then it starts to... You could kill her. You know, you're, you're bleeding, yeah, you're bleeding inside or something, and it doesn't, it doesn't... So you have a period where you can still function, and then you... Then you don't. And well, let's let's say that everything everything is healable. Let's say that's best case scenario for her, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's best case scenario, but but that also means that she's got to call that the Gatwood or whatever and say, "Hey, I know I was late. I got into a car accident, and I know you needed this by today, but all your papers are all over the fucking desert." Yeah, and she's gonna have to say that, and and of course, of course, the Mesa Verde people and that guy are gonna be like, "Hey, I hope you're okay." They're gonna take like sympathy for her, like you do for not not sympathy. It's a lack of a better term, yeah. but like you care for somebody, and I think mm-hmm. they all care for her because she really wants to fight for them. Like she's the underdog. She's the underdog with the potential. You root for her, man. She's great. Yeah, of course, everybody roots for fucking Kim, and so they're gonna give her that little bit of kind of pity and that's really going to break her emotionally and so if she does not make some serious uh, choices some hard choices and make some changes it's going to be detrimental for her it's going to be physically and emotionally detrimental to her and she's got to make some changes well I'll go back to uh, 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 something you said a a little bit earlier when you said that you know Kim's burning the candle at both ends and 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 she's going pushing herself too hard and and she's basically she's biting off more than she can chew right now and this is what's getting her into trouble and you said no one's sort of telling her like you got to step back a bit and pace yourself because you're like you said she's got the talent she can get there but here's the thing i noticed that jimmy has been very self-absorbed lately yeah. and has not been uh, like okay so he's sleeping at her place and she's doing all nighters at the office and he he isn't he makes that the, little quip about I saw you the other day when you got clothes yeah but he's not the one that's like he's not being that compassionate in the in no. he's looking after himself like he not let alone the fact that he comes in with his bottle of Zafiro añejo and says you know Let's celebrate, and and she's busy. Uh, but also the fact that he didn't point out to her, like, hey, you got to slow down a bit, like like before, even before this, you know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a bit of tension going on there, even though, uh, you know, the last couple times we saw them in an intimate conversation, she was touching his face and stuff. Uh, so they're still close, mm-hmm. but. He's not paying enough attention to his lady friend. And, in, and, in, and I get yeah. it. He's in some shit right now. He's in some shit. He's yeah. trying to deal with it as well. He sees her working hard, thinking, well, she's working harder than she needs to be, but that's Kim. She's awesome Kim. But I think because he has been so busy walking at the mall and buying fucking cookies and ruining the lives of a person that's on, their, on death's fucking doorstep that he hasn't noticed, she took this to a whole other level. She has gone way beyond, and it's... You ha- if you really care about somebody, you have to stop and say, listen, you can't do this. I, I, I would like to help you or, or just get out of your way for you to help yourself. But I really need you to not do this. I need you to take a minute, take a breather and not be like, hey, what, Kim? We can just, let's go hang out by the pool and we can have some drinks. 
like a serious mm. sit down. They've got friends, you know, they've got fucking Ernie, and I'm sure there's some other people that we don't know about in the show that they got <laughs> friends with, and they could, like, get together, and it could be kind of like, what, what are the things when you sit people down? and Intervention. Like that, yeah. but instead of it being an intervention, them just show up at the office, well, no, they would just need to do an intervention. Except they could be like, you can't work right now, we're going to go to your house, and we're going to make s'mores over the oven and watch a movie and you need to get some sleep. Like, we're going to do this. You're going to take a siesta and then you can get back in there and kick some ass because we know you can, but you got to recharge the batteries. Yeah. You need, she needs that support. And I'm just saying, Kim, if you need it, I'm here. I know how to <laughs> fix a car. I'm a whiz with Bondo. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> well, that's like what – that's a good point too because I'm wondering – there is – so much mystery about what's going to happen next week. Like I'm picturing Kim in the hospital. Everybody's going to be coming to see her. And I'm wondering, is Howard going to say something about the settlement and about how Jimmy convinced the, um, Irene to settle. And like, cause I was thinking, you know, before the accident, I was thinking, you know, if Kim gets one whiff of Jimmy, of what Jimmy did, it's going to be a huge, obstacle for them like huge yeah but i don't even know that that needs to yeah i don't know that's so like and the well i don't know could that be the second cell phone like you know kim's laying in the the hospital bed and she's like i know i need to rest i'm sorry you know like they, they things are as good as they can get for kim where they are and she goes how did you get them to settle <laughs> no i see it, i see it more like uh like kim's lying there and and Howard's there to visit her, and Jimmy's there, and J- Howard just makes some snide remark to to Jimmy about like, "Oh, you had to go and twist it." Ah, uh, to I don't think Howard's gonna come see her. That's not. I don't see that happening. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. At this point, that's a little. Uh, I mean, little I, much. I have to say, like, next week is a complete mystery to me. Like, I don't know. I don't have any expectation of what's going to happen, other than Kim will be in the hospital. Other, I mean, I mean, I, it made me upset, but I don't that. I don't mean for that to say that I thought this was a bad episode. I thought this was a very good episode. It, it, it gripped me. It kept me interested, and it made me feel emotions. So, well done. Absolutely fucking well done this yeah. episode. This was a hell of a penultimate episode. Well, and it, like I say, and it gives me no clue what's going to happen next. I mean... Everything, all, all the, all the bingo balls are in the, are in the chamber, but none of the, I don't know what's going to come up the spout, you know. Well, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, well, uh, I, thank you. I, I was like, I was thinking, oh, that sucks. No, 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 that was fucking brilliant, man. That was on the fucking nose, dude. Well, let's, uh, let's hit some emails, man. Um, okay, one last point I gotta oh, ask yeah, you. Yeah, what you got? Did you notice the oh, name? Oh, we gotta of... talk about something else too. Your, your thing, but you asked me that first. Did you notice the name of the store at the top of the stairs when Jimmy climbed up in the mall? It was Lids. The store, the store name of the store right above his head when he got to the top oh, of the I stairs. Oh, I saw Lids first. I didn't see the second one. Crazy 8. I got to check that out. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Well, literally, that's awesome. I don't know what Crazy 8 yeah. is as a store. I know what Lids is. It's a stupid hat store, but... I didn't know lids existed back then. Oh, uh, that's an, uh, but the time thing. I love that they had at Madrigal a uh, uh, Segway go by because the Segway <laughs> was invented in like 2001, 2002. So wherever we think this time period is, that's when like Segway was like if they made this show now, it would be one of those stupid uh, hoverboards or a booster right. board or something that everybody's riding now. But um, I love that. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's funny. Crazy eights. What's your <laughs> 
your prediction, you were talking about the head of the show, about the lantern. Yeah. You think that... Say it again. <laughs> I don't want to um, fuck it up. Well, I'm not sure exactly how to word it. I just think... I think we're being misled by the fact that the word lantern in the title is we assume it's going to be a lantern in Chuck's house that that uh, it's going to be about. And I'm thinking it's misdirection and it's going to be a different lantern. Do you want to make that an official prediction that the lantern that's talking about is not one of Chuck's lanterns? I don't think that that's an unreasonable uh, prediction. Yeah. I don't want to... I see, I'm, I want to be really careful with the wording because I... It, who know? It could be Chuck's lantern, but maybe it's not something that happens to Chuck. I don't know. Well, as long as it's anything like, other than Chuck's lantern, like if if, yeah. if, it, if it is if it is if the title like that, ties into in some way one of Chuck's literally one of Chuck's lanterns, whatever the reason, I would say you would lose the point. But if it had literally anything else to do with anything else. I yeah. would say you would get the point. That's how I would yeah. I would view it if you worded it that yeah. way. Yeah, and now, so the question is, do I take the risk and make Because that that's a clear-cut clear yes or no next week. That's why it makes yeah. it an interesting bet, because we get yeah. resolution. It's I feel like that's very clear-cut. Yeah. Um, you know what? You don't uh, you don't get anywhere if you don't play. There it uh, is. There it is. But, as, as Wayne Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, he also um, said, uh, "Go, go! Don't go where the the puck was. You go where the puck's going." He also said, "No floppy salmons." So um, anyway, <laughs> he didn't say so. Yeah, floppy so I will make that prediction. <laughs> I will make that an official prediction, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But I, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm, you know, I'm fifty fifty on it uh, because I do think that um, they like misdirection, yeah. and it's he, um, yeah, they do. <laughs> You know, the most likely, the most obvious answer when you talk about Lantern and Better Call Saul is Chuck, so. It's misdirection, but it's also, yeah, I mean, it's misdirection, but yet pointing directly at it. You know what I mean? Like, like the, which I guess that's what, you know, misdirection is in general, but like, it's like the Lily of the Valley. Like, we were looking yeah. at the gun pointed towards that in Breaking Bad when he turns yeah. it and it spins around and points it and he looks at it. And you're like, oh, he just had an idea. And yeah. the idea was the thing the gun fucking pointed to. We didn't realize that shit, but how, how mm. could we? None of us. I, I'm going to change the wording just slightly. Okay, what you got? Uh, I'm not going to say it's not Chuck's lantern. I'm just going to say the, the lantern that is important next week will not involve Chuck. Whoa, that's even for, okay, alright. I think that's, I think we'll be able to distinguish that pretty easily. I think that's yeah. good wording. Okay, 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 okay. I like that. <laughs> I like it, man. It's good. That's a, a real good spirit for the for the predictions. Yeah. And uh, two last quick ones. Uh, even though Jimmy was up to dirty stuff this episode, I thought it was hilarious. Some of the stuff he did, like his jogging outfit or his walking outfit, him doing the chair yoga, like all that stuff was. F it would have been funny if I wasn't so upset with what he was doing. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And uh, about Lydia. I have a hyphenated last name. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I go by a, a nickname. C dash R. <laughs> yeah, and I answer. I even answer the phone, Nick C R. Oh, like if go. I'm in a business setting or whatever. And so I, I think it shows a little bit about Lydia's character that she insists that she be called by her full last name. Yeah, that's good. That's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. What, what else did you have? Uh, um, I think it's time for emails. Oh, okay. I thought you said two things. Okay. Yeah, um, that was two. 
Jimmy Jimmy's funny stuff that oh, wasn't gotcha, funny because gotcha. of this crappy stuff he did, and Lydia's name. Yeah. Sorry, I was I blanked out, and all of a sudden I was laying on a rock. All right, Brick Tales. Oh, he writes. Check that airbag, man. Too soon. Too soon. Brick Tales. Uh, he, <laughs> said, he sends one for three point eight and three point nine, so three eight three nine. Um, and then there's another one from. I just want to say before we read Brick Tales, uh, email. DuckTales is getting a reboot. I haven't... There's a trailer for it, I believe. But Disney XD is bringing back DuckTales for like an hour episode. And then a month later, it's going to be all new episodes. And I don't have Disney. I don't really watch kids' cartoons anymore. But I got to look up and see if they rebooted the the theme song of DuckTales. Like, I got to look and see... If they did a new one, because that would be fucking amazing. And that's, you know, I thought today I heard about it, and I was like, fucking, I gotta say something like it to break those emails. But uh, he says, hello, gentlemen and lady. Hello. <laughs> I thought, I thought I saw, what a very handsome lady that is. Um, I thought I saw some familiar faces. Sit. I insist. <laughs> nice. Hang on, I gotta readjust this. So I'm sitting in a weird position. <coughs> Excuse me, clear my throat. He says, uh, after listening to your Slip podcast, I had a few additional thoughts I wanted to get down before next week. You were talking about fake Facebook identities and catfishing. I just felt I needed to admit it. My name isn't really Bricktails. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. He said, uh, there, I feel so much better that I've gotten that off my chest. My name is actually Brickenstein Telezinski. Oh, what a, <laughs> what a handsome name you have, ma'am. <laughs> he goes, but my agent suggested I should go with something more American sounding if I wanted to meet a mainstream audience. Very, very true. Um, good, Trent, good uh, he's, he's calling me out here. Trent questioned lawyers always going to the same restaurant, but that didn't <laughs> seem unrealistic to me. If you figure they're going to someplace fairly upscale downtown, not too far from the courthouse, ending up at the same place fairly often makes sense. It's a great point, actually. Yeah. Um, even without those uh, considerations, I pretty much end up at a small handful of restaurants in my town. There's a place we really like, the pizza, our favorite Chinese place, etc. Yeah, I've got my favorite places. Like if if Nate ever wants to go somewhere, I I've just I've spent so much time in small towns that now that I'm in a big town, I'm always wanting to go to different places. But when you're already from a big place and you're not like a, a country mouse like I am. Um, you know, you, you find, that's the big joke, is you find the places that have the best drink specials, or it's close to this, or it's got the best this. And yeah, so, well, that, yeah. that makes, I, I, I told total sense. When I worked for a consulting firm, there was a restaurant in the building across the street that we used all the time. Because it was right lunch. there. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. yeah, well, we have, well, you know what, now I feel like a real shithead. Um, because <laughs> there's a bar that is up the road. My, my company is spread across uh, several buildings. Some of them out of state, but two of them are like right across this big road from each other. They're probably like a mile apart. And mm-hmm. so we know other people that work at the other building just because it's such, such a small fucking town. To be such a big town, it's really small. You run to the same people. But some people mm-hmm. that used to work at the other building work at our building now. And so when we have like get togethers for our company, it's at this one bar and we end up taking over this whole fucking bar because we're a bunch of degenerates. And, um, no, 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 I, I work with really good people. I'm a fucking degenerate, but, but we, we end up at that same bar because of its location. Now I feel really stupid. I just think it's funny that it's always lawyers at that place drinking Moscow mules. It's just funny yeah. to me. But, um, but he's right. 
Uh, he says, uh, Sadie suggested that Kim is taking extra work to set it up so she'll need Jimmy to work with her. I wonder if that might become an area of conflict and ultimate breaking between them because Jimmy would rather make easy money by running scams for mug mealers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not because I'm still in the Kim is Jimmy's second wife camp and we need to build to that before breaking them up. It's very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. On the Band-Aid box being in Jean's closet, you guys talked about it uh talking about if they plan this out. I think the real answer is that these guys pack their scenes and dialogue with details that don't necessarily relate to anything at the time, which is realistic because if you look around at my desk at work right now, I see lots of little items that don't relate to what I'm doing today. There are even a couple of things from the previous person who worked at, at this desk. But then later, the writers go back and forth, go back and find all these details to use. It's essentially a reverse Chekhov's gun. Yeah, that's true. Rather than putting a gun on the mantle because you know you're going to use it in Act 3, you put a bunch of things on the mantle, and by the time you get around to writing Act 3, you've got stuff to work with. Yeah, don't I, br- I, don't don't I ruin this for that. us, Brick Tales. But I think <laughs> I no, I I think they He's deliberately right. put the the Band-Aid box in the first episode, saying we're going to do something with that later. But they had no idea what, what they're going to do with it. That's fair. That's what I think. Um, he says, interestingly, on the Insider podcast, they said something about you don't necessarily know what's in the Band-Aid box now. Hmm. What small item would Jimmy slash Saul slash Gene save in a special place? Maybe Kim's wedding ring. I have ring. an idea, actually. Oh, what, you think it's in it now? Yeah. Okay. Coin collection? I wonder if I should make a prediction or not. I don't know. I'm thinking coin collection. He says right here, he says, uh, um, uh, maybe Kim's wedding ring that she threw in his face back at that big emotional breakup in season five of this show. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now who's you know thinking fourth think dimension? You know what I think it is? What's that? I think it's the cork from Safiro Añejo that they took when they scammed, uh, t- uh what's his name? I don't think Ted Wins. Uh, Ken Wins. Ken Wins, yeah. I don't think that'll fit in there. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think, that, I think that's, that's big. That's a possibility. Like, the, the top of that thing is huge. Maybe. It's a good thought. I'd love to see that come back. It definitely should. Um, well, it's a prediction I already made somewhere is that that cork will be a recurring item. Oh, nice. Um, he says, you guys were discussing Breaking Bad and whether the writers had the relationship between Salamancas and Gus worked out from the start. I remember this because of having listened to the Insider Podcast last year as I was watching the show. This was definitely worked out later. Originally, Tuco was going to be the main villain, but between the writer's strike and Raymond Cruz leaving for a different show, they reworked the plot line and Gus was created to fill in that antagonist role. Hey, you're right. No, I don't want to give my name. I was trespassing. <laughs> Brick tells me. Uh, I'm going to knock out his second one real quick. Okay. And I'll let you take Shane's if that's cool. Oh, sure. All right. So, Brick tells this is just for three nines for this episode. He again says, hello, gentlemen and lady. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, doll? <laughs> you looking so handsome. I love you and your big man pants. He says, uh, <laughs> says apparently, <laughs> I'm going to throw my throat out tonight, Jesus. Apparently there's one person who likes Aaron just a quick email since I already wrote a longer one. Yeah, one, you know, there's one person who likes Aaron. <laughs> Fuck. I can't believe we didn't bring that up. <laughs> Fucking Aaron. Now I really hate Aaron because she's on the camp of let's wait it out and get a little more money for you and tons more money for us. Even more. Fuck you, Aaron. Um, yeah. Uh, Bricktail says, when Lydia was telling Mike and Gus, uh, telling Mike that Gus is more than just a drug dealer, I was wondering if, if this was going to lead to some backstory. Yeah, later on the phone, Juan Bolsa refers to Gus as the Chilean. I hope that someday we find out about Gus back in uh, Chile. Maybe the writers were putting these hints in to set the audience up to hear more about this. Oh, I'm certain. That's why I or was feeling when, when she said that. Yeah. Or maybe they just sprinkle in a bunch of things, and then when they get to that point, it's like a reverse Chekhov's gun. 
<laughs> I don't know who came up with that theory, but it's a good theory. <laughs> no, I, I do too. I agree. I hope that stuff comes in. Uh, he says, I felt really bad for Nacho in this episode. Uh, he probably showed the most heart of any of the characters, and having to admit to his dad that he was working for the Salamancas really hurt him. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He says, for a while at least, I really liked Howard in this episode. Even though he ultimately, oh my god, even though he ultimately wants Chuck gone for his own self, uh, self-interest, he tried to give Chuck an honorable way out by going into teaching or writing. Chuck, on the other hand, was just so gleeful about suing the insurance company. You could really see how big of a prick he was before this electrophobia, and he's getting back into that. Then his ego was on uh, was on display further when he was telling off Howard. Fuck Chuck. Sorry, next bomb. $8 million mm-hmm. is a lot of money. I wonder if it might lead Howard to do something desperate. Interesting. We mm-hmm. mentioned that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot of the same things here. Um, he says, I was really mad at Jimmy in this episode. Sure, we've seen him manipulating people before, but it just seems mean to turn all of her friends against Irene. Then he was too focused on himself to see what was going on with Kim. Maybe he should have given her a ride. He's right. Yeah. You fucking bricktails. You were so because my first instinct was, if I came in and that was going on, I would have said, okay, you're clearly busy. What can I do to help? Yeah. There's not a fucking person in this world that I would associate my time with on purpose that I wouldn't see them in a panic state, no matter how fucking giddy I was. To not say, how can I help you? Yeah, that's an excellent point. Why didn't he give her a ride? And I'm not a fucking saint. I'm a shithill. I'm an ass. I'm an asshole. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a terrible fucking person. And at least I can fucking do that. Fuck you, Jimmy. Just fuck you, man. Seriously, mm. like it really pisses me off the more I think about it. Yeah. Um, let, let me pause real quick. Right now, right now, Nick. You and I, we've been friends for a few years now, right? We haven't mm-hmm. actually even met face to face. We've skyped a billion times together. I'm a fan of your work on your website. You have watched videos I've done. You've listened to podcasts I've done. We appreciate respect and have a genuine friendship for each other, right? Certainly. I don't fucking owe you anything. You don't have anything on me. We're friends because we enjoy talking to each other. If somebody came to me and said, "You have to turn your back and never talk to Nick again." Which would be the easiest thing in the world. We don't live near each other. But if someone said, "You, I will give you $1 million, but you can never talk to Nick again, I would not take that. Why? So I can be an asshole to somebody? I, I'm not, well, I mean, I'm not rich right really, now. But that I'm, means a lot to me. Well, I'm not, dude, I'm not, like, I work my ass off. And I've worked really hard to get to a job where I have, where I can pay my bills and afford to do things I want to do. There's a lot of things I really wish I had money for, but do I need that shit? Fuck no. I got a house. Yeah. I'm comfortable, at least when the air conditioner's working. Fuck you, Madison Property Management. But mm-hmm. I, but most of the time, I'm fine. I don't need it. So so what? So I can have a bunch of money so I can buy a bunch of toys and shit? And so I, like, I, like hell, I help people at my job. That's what I get paid to do is help people that need fucking help. And I'm not helping people with computers. I'm helping people with devices that help them communicate with their loved ones. I get to do that every day. So I get a million dollars. I don't have to do that anymore. And I have to be shitty to somebody who doesn't fucking deserve it. No. No. Yeah. Fuck you, Jimmy. Like, I just, it gets me so pissed off. I know it's a fake character, but man, no, it riles I, me up. Well, but that's. No, I mean, you're supposed to feel that way, yeah, I think. Good and, on the and, showrunners and the writers and, and directors and the and, actors. Jeez. Man. I mean, I, I agree too. I mean, everybody would like a million dollars, but it's, uh, I think, you know, 
you get to a point in life where you realize that there's certain things you'd rather have more. And I agree with you. Like friendship, I don't think I could sacrifice friendship for for money when I'm in a place in my life where I'm, you know, I'm content with what I've got. Yeah, I don't, it's fine. Sure, I'd love to have other stuff or be able to do more stuff or whatever, uh-huh. but I don't. I wouldn't sacrifice yeah. where I am, like for yeah. So I, I completely, yeah, I see your point. Yeah, and you know thank what, Jimmy? You for saying it. I got an idea. <laughs> no, of course, Jimmy. I got an idea. How about this? How about you go find a fucking high school student, right? And you two go in together and buy a goddamn RV, and you go make fucking crystal meth in the desert. How about that? <laughs> if you want your damn money so bad. You piece of shit. At least then, at least then, I would hate you less if you made materials that killed addicts than than you breaking up a friendship of someone who is in their... If he broke up the friendship of, like, a teenager, could give a shit. Don't give a fuck. If it was a 20-year-old, 30-year-old, 40-year-old, couldn't give a fuck. She's in a living, assisted living facility. It's not like she's in her prime. Yeah. And you're like, you need money now so you have time to spend it. Well, it'd kind of be nice to have fucking friends, wouldn't it? So, mm-hmm. anyway, I'm, I'm gonna get off that soapbox. I can't get any madder about that. Um. No, I, yeah, but you made me think of one other thing, though. Is that, when you said about high school people, cause the, the other ladies at the, uh, at Sandpiper were acting a bit like a high school clique okay. there. Okay. And I, I'm That's a bit, a good point. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking, why didn't they go to her and ask her? Here's the thing. I thought about that. I did. I just didn't get around to bringing it up. Yeah. The reason that's Well, that's why we get email so that we can remember the stuff yeah. that we would have Good said. Good fucking <laughs> um, um, the reason a scam works is because people that run scams know how people act. Now, that would say that if you just didn't act the w- into the way that the scam artist wants you to, then you wouldn't be susceptible to the scam. That's a correct statement. Scam artists don't scam people that know better. Scam artists mm. scam people that act the way that they know they're going to act. So all these women are doing is being themselves. And I'm going to tell you right now, I fucking know old people. <laughs> I I have looked into the fucking the the middle of the eye of that monster that is elderly mm-hmm. and how they're treated and the care for them and the way their status in life and what they have to become and what happens to them. I've seen it. People know it better than I do, but I know it pretty fucking well. And I can tell you right now. That's for damn sure how they're going to act. And he knew it. He fucking knew they were going to act that way. So I cannot fault them for acting catty. Should they, okay. have, should they have gone straight to her and said, hey, listen, I want our money. I think that, that you're holding out on us. And then she would have, how would she would have reacted? She would have said, I thought I was doing the best thing for you guys. Well, let's do it. Like, she would yeah. be so into it. So, yeah, there is a solution to all of this. He could have done that a different way fucking way yeah but instead he but knew I, they would I act just, this way I and guess, he scammed them i think uh i think that kind of mentality of ostracizing someone is a group mentality like one person mm-hmm. feeds off another feeds off another but yeah. in the back of my mind i'm thinking why didn't at least one of her friends mention it to her like yeah. that's that's just and i mean that's something that's like well it, this is the way it went so we accept tell it. You, a big thing is, is it's it's a I'm not going to say every one of them, but a lot of older people, they get very prideful. They're set in their ways, and they don't yeah. want to cause a stink, and they're not going to – they'll sit there and be mad about something and not yeah. say anything to anybody 
because they're like, well, I don't want to say anything. But then when you they talk to somebody they care about, they're going to bitch about it. That's the yeah. fucking way they do it, and they get catty, and they 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 have a lot of time to internalize shit. And no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. He knew, and he knew because he knows that world too. He learned a world, and he took fucking advantage of it. That's how a scam works. That's why I watched a thing here recently where they were talking about the Nigerian print scams. You know those uh, those email yeah. scams, and they were talking yeah. about how you know they send them over, and they like they send them to people, and they're like really broken, poor English. And you read that, and you're like, who the fuck would fall for this? The reason some of that is in shitty English and, and syntax is all fucked up is because you want to weed out the people that aren't susceptible to scams. Uh, Think about hypnosis. Yeah, good They point. say that some people cannot be hypnotized. You know why? Those people are people that don't want to be hypnotized. There's no great secret. They'll tell that to you. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you pick you you learn your the person you're trying to scam. And you make the scam for that person. He knew them. He knew that world. He knew those specific women. And he played them the way they knew they worked because that's how a scam works. It's as simple as mm-hmm. that. And, and, and fuck you for doing it. You don't have to do it. There's other ways, man. Yeah. So. And you, you have the insight better than I do, but you, your points make sense. And, yeah, when you talk about old people that way, yeah, yeah they do act that way. I and love them. You, you have no idea to how, no, how much... Like I mean, I, my parents are quite old. I mean, you know, my dad turned 87 uh, just last month, and uh, my mom's just a few years younger. And, I mean, yeah, I can... I mean, yeah, I can, I can understand uh, the sort of the catty bitching about something that they disagree with. Yeah. And, and just turning the shoulder and not saying anything. Yeah. 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 But uh, he goes on. Sorry sorry for the huge tangent. I'm so no, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, no, it's nice. Just, I'm glad he brought that point up, though. Apparently my emotions are right at the surface this evening. <laughs> um, he says, uh, let's see. Finally, damn, I didn't see that accident coming, and it really shocked me. Yeah. I suppose, in retrospect, something like this was inevitable. This is definitely not what fine looks like. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Sold my soul for B-I-N-G and O, Bricktails. That was one of my favorite lines was sold my soul for B-I-N-G. Yeah. I love that so much. I, I like his little quips and his little, you know, Oh, he had good ones. The one that he said was, oh, I can't believe she left me or kicked me to the curve 36 times or whatever it was. And the, the, the old women chuckled, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So funny, so funny. Anyway. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for the email, Bricktails. Will you, uh, Nick, will you read Chains? Yes. Uh, so we have an email from Shenogle, and he says, hola. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode is titled Fall. Fall is my favorite season. Hmm. Maybe this episode will have everyone sitting around drinking cider and raking leaves. <laughs> <laughs> or, and bear with me here, maybe this is a metaphorical fall. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> I was hoping they were going to play the whole Gorillaz album, The Fall, because the Gorillaz just yeah. put out a new album, Humans. And it's okay, it's okay. But I, I'm one of the two people that liked their album called The Fall. Didn't happen, though. Didn't happen. <laughs> Okay, so we're on to the bullet points, which Shane promised us last week. Um, Poor Nacho. His sabotage is working, but too slowly, and now he has to confess to his dad. What's what's up? Sadie, you should go comfort him in his time of need. That He just gave away the secret. Now we know where Sadie's on assignment. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Hanging out with Nacho Varga, man. 
Yeah. So I'm sorry. Sadie's got some really cool shit going on right now, and we're we're really excited for her. But uh, but I know that like she would just love to talk about that part. I will have to def- definitely remember to bring it up next week. So yeah, for sure. Uh, next bullet point. Side note: Not just Dad got pretty got got to be a security guard on Twin Peaks this week, which was cool. Oh, that is okay. cool. Um. It's getting redundant at this point to say it, but I'm still super impressed with Gus's professionalism and <laughs> thoroughness. I don't, I don't think many drug kingpins go to the trouble of setting up their fake employees so officially with W-2s and everything. He's more than a drug dealer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which makes me wonder, can Mike report on his taxes? Uh, report this on his taxes. Maybe he should have had Lydia take some out. Of each paycheck, so she gets a refund. So he gets a refund. Well, he said um, that he pays. Those. They are paying taxes on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe he uh, will get like a little bit. That's hilarious if he get a refund. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Like he gets like like five six hundo back or something. Maybe he writes off some like boots or something or or, <laughs> or a pair of slacks, and he writes off like money, like where he de- he donated shit to a thrift store, and then that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And this is getting into. Shit, what year, fuck, what year was the, the, um, oh, that's much later. I'm thinking of like 2007 or 8-ish. Never mind. I was thinking, cause there was a thing that Obama did that was, it was the, uh, fuck, what was it? We all got like 200 bucks. Like everybody got like $200 in America. It was crazy. It was, uh, okay. fuck, what was it called? It was the, the something. And it was to help boost the economy during the recession. So, okay. So everybody had like 200 bucks to help get them past a little something. And I cannot remember what it was. If you had kids, I think you got more money or whatever. I remember my friends got a chunk. And it was outside of taxes. It didn't count towards the taxes. Um, stimulus. It was the fucking stimulus. So I was like, I was just thinking about that right now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Okay. No, um... Yeah, but uh, I was just uh, thinking it'd be funny if like he's got this two hundred thousand dollars coming to him, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you also get a stimulus, (laughs) and you're going to get your taxes. Like I just thought that was funny. Yeah, Lydia did say that Gus is taking care of the taxes part. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess he has to. Mike is an employee, so he will be doing a tax return, I guess. Um, Next point. I always like seeing Jimmy hustle and succeed, but oh, sub bullet point. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't like how he worked that old woman and her friends, and I don't know if it's, if it actually is going to work. Don't buy expensive tequila until the check clears. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good rule, but like, sometimes you just gotta buy that expensive liquor, and it's, huh? it's have to. But, uh, but no, yeah, maybe wait till the check clears. Don't, yeah, yeah, I was, like, like Trent said about him buying all those shoes, and I was worried about all the money he was laying out just to pull off this convincing Irene's friends to ostracize her. I, I, like, he, he invested a lot in that. I'm going to try and remember that line to replace, don't count your chickens before they hatch. I've recently been saying, like, don't count your chickens before the horse just to be stupid. But I think I'm going to mm-hmm. change it to don't buy the expensive tequila till the check clears. I think that's going to be my <laughs> new version of that, because I, I like that that's so much. One. Yeah, it's that's- pretty good. Uh, oh, an officially f- official prediction. <clears throat> Something will go wrong and Jimmy will not get the Sandpiper payout. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, but that's an official prediction, man. That's awesome. Into the book it goes. Nice. Um, <clears throat> finally, that last scene. Damn. Sorry, Nick, I've seen a lot of car wrecks on TV, but that was very well done. Yeah. They, d- 
They didn't do that thing where time slows down before the crash. It just happens instantly. Very good depiction of drowsy driving. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, after, after it was all over, and I thought back to that jump cut they did with her napping in the car a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. it just makes so much more sense now, and it just fits together so well. Yeah, it's good. Uh, masterful. Um, that's all for me this week. I have to go return a trunk full of women's sneakers. No reason. It's an ogle. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh my oh. god, I just now thought about it. he's gonna have to carry all those boxes in. And you've either got, you know, like a dolly, like hand trucks, to carry a bunch at one time, or you gotta make a bunch of trips of <laughs> holding women's shoes of all the sizes to get the money back. <laughs> That's the scene I wanna see. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I just, I have to, I just still laugh, uh, at the polyester walking suit that he had. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. But anyway, if you want to be like these awesome people and send us some emails, uh, send it to, uh, BalticEffect at gmail.com. I forgot her own email address for a second. And, uh, and if you want to send in questions, we're going to have a big quiz next week when Sadie's back. We're going to do it on Thursday. Send those questions to BalticSadie at gmail.com. Um, thank you so much for listening this week, uh, Nick. Anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I have no clue what's going to happen next week, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good one next week. Well, my name is Trent. That was Nick. B nine, B nine. Let's hope that biopsy <laughs> comes back benign. Ooh, and it's stylish too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Aperol with your pride. Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still, I take you down right on your mama couch and polo sack. Hey, this shit way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from AC. Hey, Obama just paced me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, this that great poop on that AV on that TED talk. Hey, watch my soul speak. You let the meds talk. Hey, if I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol. Hey, I'm the realest nigga after all. Bitch, be humble. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Hold up, hold up, sit down. Be humble. Bitch, sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down. Be humble. Sit down, be humble, bitch. Sit down, be humble. Sit down. Well, I'm sure you've heard this old joke about the three engineers driving along a car on the highway. No, 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 no. What's that? Okay, so there's like a, there's like an electrical engineer, there's a mechanical engineer, and a computer engineer driving along the highway, and all of a sudden the car just like craps out, comes to a stop on the shoulder of the road, and the electrical engineer's like, oh, don't worry, I'll just pop the hood. It's probably the uh, the battery and the alternator. Uh, I'll just get that sorted out right away. And the mechanical engineer's like, no, 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 no. It's obviously the transmission. I'll just crawl under there, have that sucker fixed in, in no time. And the computer engineer's like, why don't we all get out and just get back in and try and start it again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.